Welcome everybody to Trail Tales, a running podcast. Sean Sobon with you here from the desk. Uh, today's interview is with ultra runner from Toronto, aka the six, Russell Lavis. Russell's just coming off a great 110k ultra marathon that he designed for himself. So we're going to be talking about that and so much more. Also, a quick update from me. It is now June, which marks the annual Run for the Sun 30-day running streak challenge where we run a minimum of one mile a day. And uh, this is all thanks to Coach Jeff, host of the running podcast from Brisbane, Australia. Also has a Coach Jeff podcast, Old Guy in Muay Thai. Um, he's got so much content. You got to go check him out, coachjeff.com.au. And you can see all his stuff there. He's a great friend of mine. Uh, love listening to him. Love chatting with him. Uh, check him out and um, get running. And yeah, so Run for the Sun is really special this year because I'm running with my son, Sawyer. Uh, way back when I first started, Sawyer hadn't been born yet, and uh, he's been part of the Run for the Sun with me in every regard, from being on a stroller to riding his bike along with me, and to now finally this year he's running with me. So it's just uh, really amazing to have that uh, dynamic as well. Piper the Wonder Dog is doing her very first full Run for the Sun. Last June is when I just started introducing her to running, so she would come out in some short runs and frequently this year, full-on running streak for Piper the Wonder Dog as well. And thank you to Big Country Raw and her Thrive Joint Support Supplements. Keeps her very limber and healthy while we're running on the trails. Uh, check out bigcountryraw.ca, use the code TRAILTALES, and get a 10% discount on your order. They've got lots of great products, so go check them out. On to our interview with Russell. Run wild, everybody. Welcome to the show. From the trails to the road to the track, if it's running, you'll find it right here on Trail Tales ARP. Run wild. We've got Russell the runner. Russell Lavis is back with us today, just coming off his 110-kilometer ultra marathon. Russell, welcome back to the show, buddy. It's good to see you. It's amazing to be here, and I couldn't be happier to be back and to, to be speaking with you, Sean. Yeah, man. Uh, so glad to have you here. So uh, remind me, what date did you just have your run? It was very recently. So it was this past Saturday, May 22nd. May 22nd. Okay. And today we're looking at, it's at the 28th. So you're just not even a week out. And how are you feeling? Uh, now I'm feeling much better than I did on Sunday. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm still eating uh, lots of food and feeling good. Uh, but, and energy is is going well uh, and I'm, uh, I've been able to function at my job this past week so I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> That's absolutely awesome to hear buddy and and um, I saw it on Strava that you uh, you were doing some sprints and some fast kilometer sprints at that too man. You got some you got some PBs too didn't you? <laughs> I yeah so after Saturday I, I, I took a, a few days to recover and uh, then I was feeling good by Tuesday and I just went out for a simple 5k and the 5k went really well. So then I was like, oh, I, I, I want to reevaluate uh, my goals and see what I can do. And, uh, and I'd like to, so I'm working on, uh, P, uh, I'm working on uh, setting a 5k PR right now, which is something nice. so, so different from what I did on Saturday. But I, what I love about running is you can switch up your goals and 
get excited about different uh, uh, get excited about different uh, goals and and go after them. And so yeah, on, on Wednesday night I was doing some one k sprints around the track, having fun. Oh, that's great! And isn't isn't that wonderful? Like you're just coming off a big ultra, and now you've kind of set your sights on a 5k PB and those are two very different styles of running, I guess, if you will, but it's so great to be able to have that focus. And now you can just kind of, kind of focus on this, this new goal that you have for yourself and carry on. And I mean, it's a great thing to do to challenge yourself because we're still, we're still out of uh, races here. We don't have any live events, so why not do something like this? Right. And uh, so let's ask, let me ask you about that 5k PB. Like, uh, do you have a date set for when you're going to attempt it? So I, I may try this weekend. I'm going to see how oh, I'm wow. feeling tomorrow or Sunday, uh, but guaranteed, if not this weekend, uh, it'll be coming up shortly. Okay. And uh, what's your goal time that you have set for yourself here? So my current 5k PR, which is from two years ago, roughly, uh, it's 1903. Uh, and, and so after the 110k ultra, I, I, was thinking to myself, I wonder if I could still run fast uh, because a couple of years ago I I was I was decently fast. So uh, so my goal, the PR is nineteen oh three currently. So I'm hoping to go sub eighteen thirty, but uh, if I get below nineteen, I'll I'll be content with that. Oh, amazing, buddy! I'm I'm sure you're gonna get it, man. You're uh, you're a great runner and. Um you know, when you set your mind to something, you seem to accomplish it. So, yeah. So let's, let's change gears though, because, uh, you know, we have you on to talk about your 110 K ultra and, um, Russell, I want to ask, um, leading up to this ultra marathon, I know I had reached out to you to see if you wanted to come out and talk a little bit before. And you, you said, you know, you kind of like to, to kind of get in the zone, right? And it would be better to talk afterwards, which is totally fine. So tell me a little bit about that. Where does your headspace go leading up to the event? Is there a certain time frame that you decide, okay, I got to shut things out now and just really focus? Or is it just something by feel where you're like, okay, now it's time to, to get ready? So ahead of these life journeys, it's it, it takes a lot of me organizing myself in my brain and with me and in terms of how I operate before these ultra marathons I find that just being in tune with myself and and to be honest with minimal outside distractions uh, is what works best uh, and so I was completely and totally focused on how how am I doing inside myself? What do I, what will I need to do in order to be successful on this day and totally being as focused as I can uh, mentally to be able to take on this challenge. And so that's my process uh, before these life journeys. Okay. I like, I like it and think it's interesting how you call it a life journey. Cause I guess it certainly is right. Um, it's, it's definitely character building, I would say, and uh, certainly challenging. So, uh, you know, you kind of met, mentioned, you know, like the, the mental aspect of it and you want to be mentally ready. Um, 
you know, and you talk about your, your lows during the runs and everything. So, you know, what's your attitude going into this thing? Are you, you know, are you calm? Are you Zen? Uh, do you have a bunch of like nervous energy that you need to get out and start your run? Like what's, what's that like for you? So, I mean, usually it's being terrified. Uh, yeah. And, and with that, it's comes a lot of excitement as well, though, because I know that I'm doing what I love and I always, because running is what I love and it's not just a sport to me, it's a way of life. Um, and it's my way of, of living my life. And so, yes, so there's, I'm terrified before all of these long ultras, uh, but I am incredibly excited and I, I know that it means, it means everything to me uh, to be able to, uh, to start these journeys. And I, I always try to take as much pressure as I can off myself and just remember to go and have fun. I think that's, that's key, buddy. Take the pressure off and, and have fun. That will make it a lot more enjoyable and, and help you sustain your love for running, right? Because, you know, a lot of times we can take things too seriously. And then somewhere along the way, we lose that aspect of fun. When you can uh, take the pressure off and have fun with it, it, it really um, makes running more enjoyable. And I think it gives you more longevity in the sport, right? Because like you said, it's a way of life and you don't want to bring yourself out by taking it too seriously. Absolutely. I'm not trying to qualify for the Olympics and, uh, and, and really the only reason to run, well, there's many reasons to run, but one of them should be to have fun. And, and so by feeling stressed, that's not going to, that's not going to have any positive effect on you. So, you know, there's always going to be a little bit of stress. That's a natural part of the the journey, but to try and minimize it, I find is key. And, and I know that once I had started the journey, it, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, no, so true, Russell. I couldn't agree with you more there because, um, you know, like you said, there is some stress because you do want to accomplish your goal. So there's that you know, fear of maybe failing at that. And then like, well, you know, I don't want to fail. And, you know, there's a lot of people watching me and I've told if I put it all out there, right? Like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm raising money for this. And it's like, oh, no, now I have to do it. So I, I understand that pressure. And I think that's good. That's good pressure, right? Um, but like you said, you're not trying to qualify for the Olympics. And, and man, I get caught up in that too, sometimes, like, when you want to do a certain time for a distance or whatever it is, or, you know, you try to get a PB, and it's like, oh, no, I might fail, then I have to remind myself often too. I'm like, you know, I'm just a 40 year old Joe Schmo here. I'm not, I'm not doing anything except trying to have fun. So just take the pressure off and, and go with it. Right. Definitely. And one of the things that I've learned and, you know, it's, it's up to each person's opinion, but I don't believe in the word fail. Um, because the truth is by doing what I love, I've, I've already won. Um, and I, I just, I couldn't be more blessed and more grateful to have the gift that is running and and no matter what I do, I always remember, uh, no matter how I do or how I perform, I've already won because I get to run and that's special. And that's something I, you know, we, we all take things for granted, but I, I try to not take that for granted and, and to, you know, always appreciate it as much as I can. Um, sometimes it's harder than others, but, you know, we, we do our best. At least I do my best.
Yeah. Uh, so well said, man. You're right. That's, that's a great way to look at it. There's no failure. You're doing something that you love and that's a victory in and of itself. Right. And, and it, you know, it's, it's kind of a cliche, but they always say, you know, life's, life's a journey, not a destination. I guess that would quote Aerosmith. I don't know. <laughs> they have that song, but you know, it's, it's true though, right? It's about the journey, not, not kind of the destination. And, you know, on my family vacations, we'll drive down to Florida back in the good old days when we could do that. And uh, it was so fun just doing the drive down, going through the different states and stopping off at Cracker Barrel every chance I got. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it just, it's just, uh, it's, it's fun, right? It's like a, it's like a vacation in and of itself, just getting down there. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I'm working on, and I think we can all work on, uh, you know, and uh, is appreciating the journey. It's, it's a lot easier said than done. But especially when you're hurting and you're struggling, but, you know, you talk about going to Cracker Barrel. I mean, that's, it's easy to appreciate that probably. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like the best aid station ever. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just fill in the audience here and, and remind us of, of where you ran and how you planned this out? So it was, uh, it ended up being five routes on the actual day. Um, right. So the five routes uh, covered 110 kilometers. Uh, and so routes one, three, and five uh, mainly consisted of the Leslie Spit, which is the trail that I love and it brings me peace. And, uh, and I, I want to mention at the start of this journey, well, pretty well near the start at about kilometer 13 uh, in the Leslie spit at 530 AM in the morning. It's still dark outside. There were gnats everywhere in the trail. And uh, the truth is I, I swallowed some. That's not a surprise. Good protein source. No. <laughs> yeah. But just the best way that I could have thought to start out this, uh, this <laughs> ultra marathon. So um, I, I'm thinking to myself at that point, uh, okay, I just swallowed gnats. There's sore men through my hair. They're all over my skin. And, uh, and certainly I was feeling a little bit sick a, a little bit later on. Oh, no. Because of swallowing them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, anyways, I'm getting sidetracked, but so we can go back to that. But no, so no, right, that's... That's a, that's a, that's not the greatest way to start things off. I guess, eh? those things, since there's so many of them too, it's just like, ta -ta -ta -ta, like this picture. they were ev absolutely everywhere. Um, it was, a, it was total mayhem. It was, I, I swear there was thousands of them in total. I, <laughs> it was early in the morning. It was dark. So it was kind of hard to see them. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was disturbing to be up front with you and, uh, but yeah, so just going back to the routes, then routes two and four were uh, mainly consisting of uh, the Don Valley Trail. Uh, so it was mainly in those two areas and obviously throughout the beaches. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, the Nats was an interesting way to start all of that. And while it led to all sorts of problems. Yeah, well, that's unfortunate, man. So, I mean, you know, made, made a, a tough... Um, a tough event even harder or even tougher um i really like how you kind of divide it up into different routes to kind of give you some variety and and things like that and how did you have aid stations set up how did how did you plan all that out so i 
it was similar to my 100k ultra marathon just stopping at my house and nice. getting fuel that i needed and obviously carrying the fuel that i needed while i was out okay. um yeah so certainly my family was uh, amazing and uh, and i couldn't have appreciated their support more yeah yeah for sure um yeah you've got you've got a pretty strong family there and i know they've they've really been behind you with all of your running and everything and, and it's got to be a great motivator for you um, definitely to have that support so um you know, 13 kilometers in, you hit these gnats. Um, you know, unfortunately you swallowed some, you know, I've swallowed bugs. I don't know. Maybe I have a bit of an iron gut. Like I've never had issues like that. Like, I don't know. Some people don't like bugs. Like my, my little daughter, she screams like, she, like there's murder happening when she sees a spider or something. It's crazy. I'm like, okay. I'll take it. But anyways, so that was kind of your first difficulty. How did you fare after that? Where did you kind of, um, hit your next kind of struggle, I guess, because this whole thing is about struggling, right. And, and overcoming the challenges and, and, you know, let's talk about each challenge as it, as it came up for you. For sure. So, um, the gnats led to several other problems. So the gnats undoubtedly led to me having gastrointestinal issues, uh, throughout a large portion of the ultra marathon. Uh, so, I got back uh, at at the end of the first leg at kilometer twenty five. Okay. And and I had already been affected. Like my stomach wasn't feeling really that well. And it's seven a.m. in the morning. And I I would to be honest, I was I was trying not to be overwhelmed um, because it was so incredibly early in what is such a huge mountain to climb uh, that. Uh, that I stopped quickly in my house. I had some Gatorade. I, I used the washroom quickly. I had a gel and I was hoping that that would just make my stomach uh, feel a little bit better. It wasn't too, too bad, but it wasn't like, it wasn't what it should be. Um, and uh, so I just tried to make it quick in and out of the house. I succeeded at that and got back out and tried to start feeling good. Um, but then at the start of the second leg, it, it was so hot and humid and uh and even from kilometers 30 to 40 um there was times where like i didn't feel like running and that was disturbing to know that that early on kilometers 30 to 40 uh that i i was having a hard time running at points like i could run but then i'd need to take a break uh, because it was so hot and humid and i had swallowed the gnats um, and I, I tried to fuel as much as I can, and I ended up fueling too much is the truth. I ended up taking down too many calories. I, I made a mistake, but I was thinking that it would help me, um, right. uh, get rid of whatever was troubling me in my stomach from the gnats. Um, but it, it led to problems, uh, to be honest, I, I had bowel problems. I'll, I'll be upfront about that. I, it was not good. Um, yeah. And, if you're speaking to runners here. We've all been there, man. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say it was not good on a few occasions uh, that I had bowel problems. Um, and then uh, getting back at the end of the second leg, um, like it, it felt good mentally to know I had hit 50 K, but I was even, my brain wasn't functioning that well because it was so hot and humid. 
um, and and I had had the issues from the uh, from the, the gnats and from the improper fueling uh, that I tried to push out of there quickly again, and I succeeded in that. And uh, but then the third leg was oh, it was really rough from kilometers fifty to seventy. Um, yeah, it was really rough. So did you feel? Um, you know, that first off that, that heat and that humidity, it really bogs you down and it makes it hard and, and you're losing, you're losing more water that way. And it's just hard and slows you down. And, um, you know, so when you were hitting that point there, um, was this a matter of your, your, your body starting to feet fatigue and break down? Were you like just mentally drained all of the above? What was, what was going on? If they were having aches and pains anywhere specifically. So uh, in the second leg. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is that what you're asking? About? So uh, I, I wouldn't say like, so my legs amazingly throughout the entire journey, the only thing that I didn't have trouble with was my legs. Wow. Um, yeah, my legs were great. Um, uh, I had trained really hard for that. So I was happy that that had, uh, that my legs uh, held up nicely. Um, but yeah, in terms of uh, mental fatigue, I dealt with that for a, a long, long time. And uh, if it weren't for my, my amazing friend, Johnny, uh, who he, he came to meet me quickly on the second leg, in which I had mentioned it, it was kind of on and off running from kilometers 30 to 40. But then he met me just before the first marathon point and he got me feeling good. And uh, we, we just did about 5K together. Uh, and, and that like, he, he uplifted me mentally. Um, uh, yeah, so, and then knowing that I would see him again, uh, at kilometer 70, he met me at my house and he, he was going to pace me from kilometer 70 to the end. Um, nice. I, I wouldn't have, there's no way I would have humanly possibly did what I did uh, if he didn't continue willing me on uh, because I had so many stomach issues and bowel issues and me mental fatigue. And truthfully, I, I learned a lot because for a long time, I, was beating myself up and I wasn't appreciating the journey. And so now I'm emphasizing appreciating the journey because that's, it's something I've been an advocate for before. And truthfully, a, a lot of that day, based on the severe issues I was having, I wasn't appreciating the journey. And I, I learned that no matter what happens, I wanna appreciate my journey and I'm gonna try to do my best uh, to do that moving forward. Oh, good for you, man. And yeah, you know, it's the, the issues you, you, uh, faced on this run. I you can't really plan for those. Like nobody's planning to go eat a whole bunch of gnats, uh, when they're running and then, and then have all these bowel issues. I mean, you know, bowel issues can, it can hit you from time to time when you're running, but if it's something that you haven't usually had, um, you know, it can be, it can be a struggle, but it, you know, fortunately you look at the silver lining, like you were able to get to your house, use your own toilet and not have to use like a nasty, dirty porta potty or something like that, or, or find a spot in the woods. You know what I mean? So there's, there was that added benefit there, I guess, which made a tough situation a little bit more bearable. eh? Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, for sure. Having my own house uh, definitely made a humongous difference. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, truthfully, there there was a bit of a problem out on the trail, uh, but um, certainly I I problem solved and kept forging on. There's <laughs> <laughs> not much else you can do, eh? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it's I I was problem solving to the max. <laughs> yeah. Oh, buddy, I can only imagine, man. You all know how I love to run with Piper the Wonder Dog. Her safety and health are my number one priority when we're out on the trails together. And that's why I've been giving Piper Big Country Raw's all-natural joint support supplements since she was a pup. Trail Tales ARP is happy to provide you with a discount code for 10% off your order at bigcountryraw.ca. Visit bigcountryraw.ca and use the code TRAILTALES, one word, to receive your 10% discount today. Run wild! Oh, dude. So what, what time did you finish, finish everything? Like, I guess, yeah. What time of day was it when you finished and what was your total time for the 110 kilometers? So incredibly, I, I started at 4, 17 AM and at 6, 20 to 6, 30 PM. So about well, 14 plus hours later, I, I was totaled and I was wow. finished. Um, yeah, that, that's uh, that seems like a really good time, man. Uh, so it was seven eleven uh, per kilometer moving time. Yeah, um, yeah, and it was uh, it was eight oh one per kilometer elapsed time. Okay, that's not even a very big gap considering. That's that's really good, Russell. Thank you. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, I think it's it's a pretty good pace for that distance. Yeah, um, buddy. Um, yeah. what, what shoes did you wear? Did you change shoes at any point or did you stick with the same ones you were wearing? I've stuck with the same shoes. Um, I'm going to need to get new shoes. I have a, a blister on my right foot and, uh, I was being quite stupid going to do sprints on it. <laughs> oh, geez. If I, if I remember correctly, you like you run in the Nike Pegasus. Is that right? That's great memory. Yeah. 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 So 37s. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that what you, what you ran in for this one? That's correct. Yeah. Are these, are these the black? No shoelaces. No, no yeah. laces. Black. No yeah. shoelaces. Yeah. Come to Papa. Same ones we got <laughs> last time. And uh, yeah, I love the no shoelaces. Zip them up and get ready to fly. Nice, man. Do you, um, as far as socks go, I know you, you know, got a blister. It's not really surprising over that distance that you ran, but do you wear like specific running socks? Do you like the toe socks? You just wear whatever you got it in the drawer. Uh, I actually, I wore uh, the Monster Dash. It's actually the race I won. Uh, the 10K with the pumpkin. Nice. Uh, Good socks to wear <laughs> for that one. <laughs> yeah. They're, uh, so yeah, they're, they're not, I don't think they're running specific socks. I'd have to ask my, uh, my former boss, but uh, yeah, they were certainly comfortable. Good, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty fortunate in that way for socks. Like I can put any socks on my feet and I don't usually end up getting blisters or anything like that. Well, that's great. That's, yeah. 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 Every, every once in a while I pick up a black toenail. <laughs> oh like, yeah. 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 It's, it's, oh man. <laughs> you I, wouldn't I, want to see my toenails. Oh, I know. <laughs> my, get... fam my family's totally grossed out about it. <laughs> <laughs> they get pretty grody. Eh? I got oh, one. Oh yeah. I got, I got one back in January and it like, it just fell off a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> i mean honestly i love hearing things like that to be right. honest I, 
Yeah, I like I like <laughs> I'm a bit weird, but I, I like messing with my feet, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny too. It's always the same toe it happens to. I don't know why, but God, just abuse. <laughs> I I guess you know what's what's funny is when you get that that black toenail, it's uh, bruising underneath, and it's got a funny medical term. It's called a subungal hematoma. It's it's funny. It's just like subungle. It just sounds I would funny. Have never learned that term if it wasn't for you, probably. Right, there, you, there you go. You're welcome. Some <laughs> some useless information now <laughs> to fill your mind with. Oh, it's cool. It's quite yeah. the term. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. So I don't know. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's kind of I like when when you get them though. It's like oh, cool runner's feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, step into super feet. Right. Exactly, buddy. Exactly. So. So man, you had a you had a pretty good time. Um, what did you do after the run? Did you did you collapse? Did you did you gorge on a bunch of food? Did you have a celebratory beverage? What did you do? I so I sat in the chair, uh, wrecked, um, and I, I said, "I'm done. <laughs> I'm done." And uh, we said three, two, one, and I clicked end on that incredible activity. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah and then i said nathania please run me a bath <laughs> and uh yeah crawled up the stairs with my hands yeah um got in the bath uh the uh the the water um so i got in and it was lukewarm and i said we gotta get this warmer <laughs> and so i i Pulled it full blast on warm, like some sort of adrenaline junkie. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I, I said, let's get this real warm. And, uh, and then it was filling up and then the plug came on un undone. And I said, no, the water is, it's draining out of the tub of my body. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't be in the tub with no water. And I called my, I screamed, I said, I screamed for my sister and my mom and, <laughs> and they came and they fixed the plug and the water got filled back up. And uh, truthfully, I, it was like, I didn't even know I existed in my body in that tub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Truthfully, kind of... I was totally shattered. Wow. Just this physically, mentally, just, just all used up. eh? Yeah. My brain, I don't think was working. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, not surprising after an ordeal like that, but um you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Um, I wanted to ask after a long run, like I find that sometimes I have a hard time regulating my body temperature and I feel cold and I want to get in that hot shower or soak in that hot bath. Did you, did you experience any of that after this? Did you, do you have that issue after having these huge runs? Uh, I, I wouldn't say I have body uh, temperature issues, uh, but certainly like being out of tune with reality, uh, <laughs> that's, tends to be what I deal with after these incredibly long adventures. And it was definitely way even more so because of the heat and the humidity throughout essentially the entire day. And actually at kilometer 93, the sun was beaming and there was no cloud coverage. Um, and I was telling Johnny, I, uh, I do not want to do this right now. Um, the sun was shining in my face. I'd been beaten so much all day from the heat and the humidity. And, uh, and then the sun being on me, it totally, it brought my brain to a place that I probably it had never been before. And, and that's why when I had reached the, uh, over the 100 kilometer mark, I truthfully, I was 
feeling so sorry for myself and 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 I even honestly I wanted to call my family to come pick me up but Johnny said no you're by the time we get back to your place it'll be 110 kilometers and you can call it there and um and and so that's he he drove me back there and I owe him everything for being able to make it to 110k because he was with me from 70k on he's my best friend and um and I, I just, I couldn't be more grateful to have him in my life. And, and uh, yeah, so to come back to your question, uh, yeah, I, I just, I was totally out of it mentally. And, and uh, I, when I got out of the tub and I came in, into my room here and went on the bed, I, I was asleep before I knew it. And I, I'd never had such a blackout sleep in my life. Um, and uh-huh. I slept, I slept for 12 hours uh, and, and, probably just didn't even know that I, <laughs> like I was just totally out. Yeah. Oh, I bet. And uh, a lot of, a lot of healing and stuff going on during that sleep. I'm sure body repair, mental repair, all that stuff. Um, yeah, I didn't is, know what was happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You were just like, you know, dead to the world as the expression goes. Um, but yeah, it's great to be able to have a friend there and another, another human being to help push you along when you are, you know, thinking about giving up and thinking about quitting. And I think, you know, when you're pushing yourself to your limits, that's inevitable. That's going to happen. You're going to get into that space and to have somebody there is is so vital to get you through that. Because once you get through that, I mean, you're still going to be suffering, but um, you're able to carry on right for a little bit longer, just so you get to the end. Absolutely. And, you know, the truth is it was still a pity party in my own <laughs> of course. existence, but he, he just simply would not let me. And, and so from that, I, we, we brought it back to my house and from there, yeah, it was over, but uh, yeah, I, I owe him everything for that. You know, running is an individual sport in our own bodies, but it's most definitely a team sport in terms of the community and the support, and, you know, and I get emotional thinking about it because, you know, I, I know I did this on my own, but I did in as well. And I, I owe that to, to everyone in my family and, and to Jonathan and to everyone who worked on the project and, and the initiative. Yeah, for sure, man. There's a, there's a lot of other dynamics involved, right? It's obviously you're the kind of nucleus of it when it comes to your run. But yeah, there's a lot of other factors there that that play a role in your motivation and and in your, you know, your your desire to to complete and to compete as well, right? And um, you know, you did it clearly, um, which which is fantastic. Yeah, moving on, Russell, you're now getting into your your 5K PB mode. You've got a pretty fast time in mind, which which is which is just blows my mind, man. I like. I'd love just to get close to 20 minutes for a 5k and you know, you're hitting, you're going for like 1830, which is remarkable. Um, I want to ask, I want to do a reality check here for myself. So you start off the year with a bang with all your mileage and uh, it's amazing, right? So I want, I just want to, I just want a reality check. I want to humble myself a little bit here because I'm, I'm having a really great running year. Um, probably my best running years to date and I'm at 860 kilometers for the that year. That is so phenomenal, Sean. 
thank you, but you're gonna you're gonna humble me now because I'm gonna ask you well, what's your yearly mileage so far as it stands on May 28. I so I've reached over 2,200. Oh um, my gosh! I'm not gonna even do that for the year, buddy. But that's amazing. But I always say, never compare yourself to anyone else, Sean. Your journey is unique to you, and no number can define any of us. That 860 kilometers, I mean, it's it's measurable, but, and don't get me wrong, it's super impressive, but I know you know what I'm saying in that there's so much more meaning, and, and it just you're out running and that's all that matters and that's beautiful oh oh yeah russell and and you know i'm not i'm not comparing i just want to like you know have some fun with it and sh- just i want to highlight how amazing your running is and you know there's there's not many people i think that that are running that type of mileage or, or certainly not many people that i know that are running the mileage you're doing and i just kind of want to highlight that and and show like what a great job you're doing for certain for me, like 860, I couldn't be happier with that. And, uh, you know, um, my running like April, I had my biggest running month that I've ever had. And, you know, um, May is, is, has been great as well. And I'm, I'm super happy and stoked with that. And, you know, everybody has different life situations, you know, like for myself, I've got like, you know, commitments, I've got young kids that need me at home. It's harder to get out for me. Whereas you, you know, you're younger, you don't have, like the kids or the responsibility so you can get out and do the time and that's fine. Right. But just to know, like you're, you're running so much, it's, it's huge. And, and I honestly find inspiration from that, from what you're doing. So thank you. It's, it's, it's really awesome. And I like to, you know, just kind of joke around like, you know, okay, I've done 860, but you've done 2200. Like it's all good, man. It's all good. But yeah, I truly want to let you know that, you know, you inspire me, right. It's great. It's awesome. So thank you. I, I really appreciate that. And I, yeah, I have a lot of free time on my hands. I, I do my nine to five job. And uh, outside of that, I'm, I'm free to, to go and, and to run and uh, listen to my body. And, and uh, certainly I, I should probably dial it back a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, the, the day will come where you dial it back. Just don't, you know, if you're, if you're a uh, grooving man, just keep on going, you know, that's true. Why yeah. stop? Well, why stop? Right. You're, you're, you're healthy. You're feeling strong. Your legs are great. You're running long. You're running fast. I mean, you're, you're doing amazing. So, you know, why stop just, you know, for the sake of stopping, I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard from people like Russell, you run too much. You should slow it down. I'm sure that's, that's been said to you. For sure. Then, you know yeah. what, if you're not hurting yourself and you're enjoying it, keep on going, man, ride the wave, right? Absolutely. I, I want to see what I'm capable of doing. And that's one of the reasons that I run. And um, yeah, that's I would special, say- special to me to find out what that means. And certainly Saturday was was just that it was figuring out I could carry my body that far. And, um, Oh, for sure. It was beyond special. For sure. Like I would say, um, you haven't peaked yet, you know, and that's just my humble opinion. I, I would say you haven't peaked yet and you've got a pretty high ceiling, um, with running and, you know, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing how you do with that because it's, it's, it's going to be awesome, buddy. It's going to be awesome for sure. I really appreciate that. I, I have some big dreams um, and they're super long-term goals. And I'm going to 
be patient and smart and do my best to work up to them. Good for you, buddy. Do you have um, any races in, in mind, like um, maybe not here in Ontario, but are there any ultra races that, you, that you'd like to get to and, and do? Absolutely. So uh, it, in the United States, um, and this is one of my very long-term goals, uh, and I know I need to do several 100 milers before reaching this level, uh, but certainly it's my dream to do the Tahoe 200. It, it's around the largest lake in North America, and, uh, and Courtney DeWalter, who's my hero, uh, she ran it. She finished it in under 50 hours, which seems not real to me. Um, and uh, it's my dream to one day go and do the Tahoe 200. And, and uh, one other, uh, a couple other races, which I know we've actually talked about this, uh, uh, would be the Hard Rock 100. Yes. Uh, and, and also one race that I've got in my mind that would be so special if I could get into it would be UTMB. Um, of course. Going around the mountains in, in Chamonix in France, that, that would be an unforgettable and incredible experience. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think you're capable of doing that, man. I think the day will come for you. Um, interestingly enough, you know, we're locked down here in Ontario. There are other places that are, that are hosting events. Um, I don't know if you heard my show with uh, ultra runner, Mike McLean. Uh, he's a native Albertan and he's in Thailand, but he's actually back in Canada and he is going to be running the sinister seven ultra. It's a hundred miler um, in, in Alberta in the Rocky mountains. Um, so he's doing that. I think July, July 10th is the date for that so so he's here now he's done his quarantine he was in bc and now he's back in alberta where he's from and i guess he's just going to be running and training and speaking to him um shortly so it'll be interesting to to hear him but man like he he's an elite runner he's been i think he's been he started in 2017 right so not all that long ago and he's he's reached pretty high heights and honestly russell i think you could kind of achieve those heights as well with with the talent you have for sure that means a lot to me, and uh, I, I didn't have the pleasure of listening uh, to your show with Mike, but I'll, I'll have to check it out. And oh, yeah, you'll have to go back. I think it's from December. It was around Christmas time. Oh, okay. So that would be why. Um, but, yeah, I'll definitely – I, I want to check that out. Uh, certainly, the Sinister 7 sounds incredibly challenging and, like, a huge, huge thrill. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I, you know what I mean? When I picture you running and in the future, I, I see you doing stuff like that, man, and, and doing well at it too. So, so keep it up, man. Keep it up. Keep going, man. Hey, yeah. I can't wait to see what the, the future is holds in store for me. And, uh, and I'm, uh, I'm super grateful to, to have worked as hard as I have to, to have reached this point. And there's a lot more work and fun to be had and, in reaching the next points and uh and i'm young i'm only 27 so we'll we'll see where life takes me that's it man it's going to take you to high places like in the mountains <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited for the mountains yeah absolutely man um so russell i guess you know we'll kind of we'll kind of end our interview here there's just one last thing i have to say to you and that is to run wild my friend it's been a blast once again Yes, let's keep running wild. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been amazing to speak with you, Sean. Thanks for having me on uh, yet again. 
TrailTales ERP now has a brand new YouTube channel. You can head over there through our website and check out all our latest videos. And please don't forget to subscribe. If you could also leave us a review on wherever you get our podcast from, that would be greatly appreciated. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at trail underscore tails underscore ARP. And you can also join our Strava running group at trail tails ARP. Thank you so much for your continued support. Run wild. Thank you.